재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 This is Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 megahertz in in Seoul and surrounding areas. Saturday is a real good time to take stock of things, how you did this week in achieving your goals and what you want to do next week and how your health is faring. And that's what we do every week on this program is try to help you live a healthier life through the principles of traditional Eastern or Korean medicine. It's called the Science of Korean Medicine, and we've got Dr. Yesu Jennifer Lee in the studio. Hi, Jennifer. Hello. We have um, gone all around the human body and back this week. Mm-hmm. We are stopping at the shoulders. Um, yes. Shoulders is one of those things. If it, It's like if the shoulders aren't working properly, nothing's working properly in a way. That's true. And it, once it's hurt, it never really recovers fully for the rest of your life because it's, it's a very fragile joint compared to the other joints. Yeah, and you use your shoulders for everything. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like your lower back or your abdominal muscles. Yes. Or, or I dare say your groin. If one of those has an injury or is mm-hmm. strained, um, doing just about all of your daily tasks is going to mm-hmm. be a problem. Yes. Um, some of the symptoms of shoulder problems include very chronic symptoms as well as acute symptoms, and we're hopefully going to cover both of them today. Shoulder care, mm-hmm. the comprehensive guide. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what's the most common complaint people have about shoulders? Mm-hmm. So one of the first things that I wanted to mention today was frozen shoulders. Uh, it really happens to many of the patients over their 40s or 50s. Uh, one, one of the main symptoms that they feel is any movement of their shoulder causes pain. And your range of the motion of your shoulder starts to become limited. Let's be uh, more specific. When we talk about what a shoulder is, we could be talking about any number of things, couldn't we? Because there's shoulder blades. There's mm-hmm. sort of the, the what are they called? Scapula. Yeah. Then there's the um, sort of the deltoid, the shoulder muscle yeah. that connects your neck yes. to the round part. Mm-hmm. Your rotator cuff. Yes. Which holds the ball of the arm exactly. and all of that. Are we talking about the entire system, or are we talking about little bits of it? Hmm. So when when it comes to the frozen shoulders, we're basically focusing on the rotator cuff that you just mentioned and okay. how we basically turn and move around the arm. So your basic flexibility, you can't rotate those arms mm-hmm. or reach that itch on your back the way you used to when you were a kid. No, it basically they feel pain every time they try to move your arm. Okay. Yeah. This um, is a, what a consequence of something you do in your lifestyle, or is it just aging, or what? Uh, the thing with frozen shoulders is that uh, any exact uh, cause of this frozen shoulder, for example, uh, due to this muscle or any kind of uh, protein or, or whatnot, is not basically exactly found out. We basically speculate that it's due to aging and repetitive motion and overworking, basically. But mm-hmm. otherwise, we have a very big problem with defining what the exact cause would be when it comes to frozen shoulders. It's interesting. When you talk talk about knees, which mm-hmm. kind of are slightly analogous to a shoulder in certain ways, aren't mm-hmm. they? Um, if you've been hiking, running, and doing all this stuff, you can pound the cartilage out of your knees. Yes. Basically wear them out. Mm-hmm. Can you do that with your shoulders? 
Yes and no. So basically, there isn't any specific cartilage like we used to, like we do have with knees. So this ball that you just mentioned, the ball, a, a part of your bone is held and, and managed by this group of muscles around the rotator cuff. Mm-hmm. And there isn't any specific uh, space for this ball to be held on by specific cartilage or, or any kind of other bones. Yeah. So this makes shoulders hard to be managed in some way. Because it's a, it's a free motion kind of thing. Exactly. You can really uh, mess up a shoulder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Okay, so that's, that's kind of frozen shoulders. Um, what do you do about a frozen shoulder? Um, frozen shoulder basically has this three stage. Uh, one is freezing stage where we just mentioned how any kind of movement will cause you pain. Another thing is frozen uh, stage, meaning this pain begins to diminish during the stage. But you feel stiffer and you feel that it's basically very hard to check whether and um Basically, you have a very hard time moving your your arms and shoulders. Um, On the other hand, uh, the thawing stage, the last stage, is where your shoulder begins to improve, uh, meaning you can basically move with the range of motion that you used to do before. But many people start to feel that their um, shoulders aren't as, as well safe and as healthy as it used to be before. Okay. Is there something that, are people doomed to experience frozen shoulders or is there something people can do as a preventative to? Mm. As a preventative measure, we, what we suggest is uh, well, regular exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, well, basically because we, because we don't really know what's happening with frozen shoulder, uh, why this is happening to be exact, we have a very hard problem when telling people what the fr- uh, preventative measure will be. Yeah. But um, because uh, one thing is, uh, even if the thawing stage has passed, uh, meaning you feel that you can move your shoulders very well again, uh, you still need to be treated because even though the the range of motion is recovered, basically your muscles been damaged and it hasn't been recovered. So it's it's become well an old muscle that you are not using anymore. Is there anybody that's more prone to frozen shoulder? Um, well, frozen shoulder be- basically becomes um, common to p- any kind of people who are basically over 40 or 50. So it's a, a part of aging, I should say. Yeah. And, I mean, is there any lifestyles, things like that? For example, they say if you uh, have a certain diet or if you're overweight and so on, you are more in line for heart disease and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have... Other pre-existing conditions, are you more inclined to have frozen shoulders or bad shoulders? Um, Bad shoulders. When it comes to a bad shoulder, I wanted to mention another symptom called bursitis, which is basically an inflammation on your shoulder joint. Mm. With this, um, you have this, uh, well, if it's severe, you have fever. But if it's not as severe, then you would have, you would feel pain and and some kind of heat around your shoulder joints and it becomes red. Um, With this, I, I should say that it's related to repetitive motion of your shoulders, meaning if you're basically throwing your baseball every day or or moving your shoulder um, working while you're moving your shoulder very much um, this is causing this a symptom called bursitis when it comes to frozen shoulders on the other hand it's basically very chronic so any patient who are going through their mid 
aging uh-huh. would be well, open to any kind of risk to frozen shoulders. And it's basically very, um, well, I should say very sudden. The onset is very sudden, so they don't feel any kind of pre-symptom. Most of them don't have any kind of pre-symptom, but it just occurs on, you know, when you wake up and dry and you start to have the symptom. Yeah, so you've got your chronic shoulder problems, frozen shoulder, which could really happen to anybody, and then you've got your acute problem of bursitis, which is and kind inflammation? Of, yeah, your yeah. pitchers are yeah. probably uh, prime <laughs> candidates for bursitis, yes. whipping that ball across the plate every day, right? Yes, exactly. Uh, one of the major uh, well, risk factors would be too much uh, exercise, yeah. like you just mentioned, too much sports. Too much sports and all of that. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I kind of like is um, kettlebells. You know kettlebells? Yeah. Basically, it's a cannonball with a handle. Mm. Um, they tend to be very heavy iron weights, okay. and they have a handle, and they suggest them for specifically for shoulder in- injuries, mm-hmm. like to heave them over your head, and because they have um, resistance at all stages of the movement, okay. they're supposed to be really good for l- literally healing shoulder mm-hmm. uh, you know, problems, frozen shoulder and things like that. Yes. I think they're... they're Probably any therapy for a frozen shoulder mm-hmm. is going to involve uh, moving a weighted object through a yes. range of motion, isn't it? Yes. Um, one exercise that, that we do suggest for the patient with shoulder problems is, like you just mentioned, uh, any kind of workout with heavy objects uh, that's being well managed and regulated with a very professional uh, educator. So you can't just do it by yourself, but you, you need to be instructed how to move and which direction to move and what kind of muscle you should be using while you're doing this exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And uh, another cause of this uh, shoulder problems that we have to discuss is other than um, the symptoms, we do have um, symptoms of shoulders that's being caused not by the shoulders themselves, but other parts of your body, including your neck and your back. Uh, one example would be this hernia of your neck, which would be causing this um, well pain throughout your shoulders to your arm. Mm. So the problem may not be centered in your shoulder. Your shoulder may be the symptom of a different pain yes. or a different problem. Mm-hmm. Another example would be pinched nerves, which would be also causing pain in your shoulders without any well, direct well, damage to your shoulders. Is there any kind of warning sign where if you feel a pain in your shoulder, you might be alerted that this is something bigger, this is something different than just sort of a, a bum shoulder or a bad shoulder? Mm-hmm. Um, well, th- compared to other symptoms, shoulder symptoms, we tend to uh, examine them for a, a long time and we need to take caution with shoulder pain because um, like we, we just talked a while ago, um, it doesn't have a direct joint it's not really a joint per se when it comes to this bone structure, but it's more like a connection with muscles and ligaments. So any kind of damage or uh, well, or sickness that you have with those shoulders, you basically have to watch out and mm. basically go to your doctor um, anytime you feel your shoulder pain. Sooner is better to go and consult a doctor, especially if you've been through some kind of uh, trauma Mm-hmm. Uh, I fell off a bike at one point after I went over a speed bump and yeah. my shoulder was in 
agony. I couldn't reach for the soap in the shower. Likewise, my mom uh, fell at one point off the stairs, landed square on her shoulder. Oh, my God. And sort of lightly (laughs) tore the the rotator cuff. So uh, that'll really disable you going forward. So it's better, especially when you're involving a a central articulator of movement, Mm -hmm. like a shoulder, to go see a doctor earlier rather than later. Jennifer, let's continue talking about shoulder pain and things we can do to take care of our shoulders right after a quick little break. Shoulder function and shoulder management is our focus this week as we look at your health with the Korean doctor in the house, Dr. Jennifer Yesel Lee. Can I ask you a totally random side question before we get back to shoulders? Sure. I was recently at this chocolate expo, right? Okay. All kinds of chocolate, dark chocolate and stuff. One of the things they were really selling hard, especially to the Koreans, was the health benefit. Dark cocoa, and I think they said polyphenols. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, is that is that just a sales racket, or is there really like a health benefit uh, component to chocolate <laughs> and dark chocolate? When you look at the history of chocolate, they do have this historical record of chocolate being used for medical purposes. Even in Korea? No, not in Korea. Okay. But if you think about the origin of the chocolate, how they used to mix this with pepper ah. and use this for medical purpose. But as it came to, say, Europe and other parts of the the, the world, mm. it woke up mixed with sugar and milk. And, and it became bad. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing that people try to emphasize is if the whole proportion of, of chocolate is heavy, like 99% cacao, right. extremely dark chocolate. Then it's better for you. Yeah, that's what they try to say, um, which I think is to some extent true because mm. I do love chocolate by my mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you like chocolate? I love it and I like the dark <laughs> stuff too, yeah, so I'm on too. the healthier side of things. <laughs> but they're saying the, the specific element of cacao or cocoa is... Mm-hmm. Um, it's like heart healthy or something. It's the polyphenols, the chemical compounds. Yes, uh, studies has been found that um, studies has found that well, polyphenol is also helpful for some diseases for card- cardiovascular disease. So it does have this preventive purpose. Mm. Uh, on the other hand, it's very difficult to find uh, chocolate, especially in Korea, where it's pure cacao, sure. meaning full of polyphenols that we ju- just talked about. It's mm. more like a full of sugar and you know, okay. Yeah, All right. Fat. So it's still buyer beware. There are some health benefits, and I bet you you'll hear a lot more in the years to come. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, if there's a ton of milk and sugar, then maybe you should uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> look elsewhere for your health benefits. We're back down to um, shoulders. Where do we leave off? Uh, shoulders are sort of the articulation of of a whole system of muscles, mm-hmm. tendons, nerves, yes. and everything else. It's not necessarily just shoulder pain. Yeah. It could be indicative of a bigger problem. You were mentioning herniated discs of the back, mm-hmm. stuff like that, yeah. pinched nerves. Yeah. 
can you know back pain can mm-hmm. travel all the way up and get into your shoulders? Yes. Um, one thing with uh, shoulder pain is if you have bad posture, you don't think it will be directly related to shoulders. On mm-hmm. the other hand, when when there's pain right between your shoulder blades, mm-hmm. it more likely is referring to bad posture, meaning uh, dislocation or. Or bad location of your pelvic bones, causing overstretched muscles of your back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so back pain. Yeah. And uh, that pain right smack in the middle of your shoulders. I don't know if you're anything like me, but um, when you're stressed out, intense, yeah. mm-hmm. it goes right into the small of my back and into between my shoulders. Oh, it does. That's where I keep my tension. It's between mm. the shoulder blades, you know. Mm. And it it can get very sharp sometimes. Oh, it does? Yeah. Isn't that related to stress, back pain and shoulder pain? Actually, it is. It's very amazing that you have this symptom. You you have you have a, this whole bunch of symptoms that we need to discuss with Korean uh, yeah, medicine. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm sort of like a patient X. I've got yes. all the maladies that you talk about. But especially stress. Uh, that's where I feel it in my shoulders mm. um, is when I'm uh, tense, nervous, stressed out about something. Mm-hmm. I will throw all of that uh, nervous energy right into the middle of my shoulder blades. Yes, uh, it's very interesting because uh, we wanted to talk about this shoulder problems other than the muscles themselves mm-hmm. uh, for the second half. And, and one example would be stress. A lot of patients do complain of shoulder pain or uh, to be exact, pain in their shoulder blades when they're having stress. Another example is chronic stomach problems or mm-hmm. chronic uh, indigestion where people do have this chronic uh, indigestion, meaning they don't want to eat that much and they have problem digesting uh, food that they just have eaten. And uh, when in this case, uh, many uh, patients do feel that it's painful around their shoulder blades. Mm. All right. So, uh, wh- how does Korean medicine view all this stuff? Um, is other shoulders per se linked to something internally? Well, shoulder blades themselves aren't uh, uh, connected to, say, organs or or other mm. kinds of body systems that we just talked about. But if we look into the cause of what's causing the shoulder pa- uh, shoulder symptoms, for example, if it's indigestion, then we would say, well, yes, you, your stomach needs to be cured. In well, ahead of those shoulder problems. When it mm-hmm. comes to your stress, we would say that we need to check out your stress levels and try to put acupuncture, with which would manage your stress. Um, on the other hand, with uh, patients who have been uh, coughing for a long time, which would also cause this uh, back pain, um, we would tell them that you need to treat your lungs or your respiratory system ahead of your shoulder problems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, get to the heart of what's wrong. Uh, Temperature-wise, I would imagine more shoulder flare-ups happen in these kind of cold temperatures than in the summer. Or am I wrong? Uh, it that's true. Yes, um, for two reasons. One would be because uh, everything's frozen, so a lot of people slip. They fall. So that would be the cause of injury for shoulders. Like you, how you just talked about uh, falling from the bicycle or from the stairs. Um, Many patients, I must uh, mention, uh, fall from the escalator of their subway station. Really? Yeah. Because they're especially, walking or running. you got to stop doing that. <laughs> yes. Um, especially around this time of season where everything's frozen. Yeah. So when it's been snowing, for example, last week, and how the escalator gets very slippery and people do fall from the escalator, and it's, it's pretty bad. 
it's bad. There are a lot of little patches of ice that yes. are very difficult to spot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I frankly don't know how women continue to wear the heels that they wear in the winter. <laughs> That's a shoulder accident waiting to happen, it seems to me. <laughs> and yet they manage to, uh, to get through it. Yes. What, in, in Korean medicine, what would you do to treat uh, shoulder industri- injuries? You said acupuncture. Mm-hmm. Is that the, the, the sum total of it, or do you do anything else? Um, acupuncture is one main thing that we, should, we would do for uh, injury problem, uh, injuries for shoulders. Well, another example of shoulder pain caused by this weather is chill themselves, how chill causes pain from mm-hmm. the perspective of Korean medicine. With this, we would try to treat the patient with moxibustion, which is, you probably know this already, how mm-hmm. we try to burn the herbs on the shoulders mm. without directly touching, without the fire directly touching your, sh- your skin. Okay. So um, with this treatment we try to warm the joint and thereby uh, removing the pain that's being caused by chills another would be um, moxibustion for your stomach problems when you're having this chronic stomach problems I would have never connected indigestion and stomach problems with shoulder problems. Uh, many people don't, know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so they have this chronic pain uh, on their shoulders and they ha- they co- constantly have stomach problems and they don't know how to connect these two. I yeah. would make just sort of an anecdotal connection between, say, shoulders and ankles in terms of temperature, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Keep them warm. Yes. The essence of their flexibility and their movement has to be linked to uh, how cold and warm they are. If you're if you're in a freezing cold room mm-hmm. uh, and you're underdressed and your shoulders are cold, yes. I, it would be very easy to pull or strain a shoulder muscle, I would think. Yes, um, and also to arthritis patients and also to rheumatoid patients who are having shoulder pains as well as knee and ankle pains. Mm-hmm. It's very important for them to keep everything warm. So any joint problems is basically healed to, well, managed to some extent if you keep them warm to yes to this room temperature level you said regular exercise uh, mm-hmm. is probably the best one of the best preventative measures mm-hmm. um, is there any particular exercise that uh, favors the shoulders one example would be uh, exercising with the heavy objects mm-hmm. but i wanted to um, tell one thing uh, that was um, most people exercise with the front muscles of the chest, but this can also cause imbalance of your shoulder joints. Mm-hmm. So you just you do have to exercise for your back as well, strengthen your muscles in the back of your shoulder as well as the front. It's interesting. Uh, some people in the gym they say you know your shoulders don't really need separate exercise of their own, but you do need balance between um, what you're doing with chest and back muscles and so on. to be able to keep the balance of your shoulder joints. Yeah, Yeah. if you're doing like group um, muscle exercises, you're probably including the shoulders anyway. Yes. Um, One treatment from the perspective of Korean medicine that we do is pharmacopuncture, which is injecting the herbal active ingredients into your shoulder blades. Oh, that's something I've never heard of in the Korean medicine context before. That's very interventionary. Yes, that is. Um, And it it reduces inflammation and it also adds some um, energy to your muscles around your shoulder blades. Hmm. But, well, it doesn't, it can't be applied to every single patient where some patients do have other symptoms, chronic symptoms, and other patients would have inflammation. So it needs to be treated with caution, patient by patient. 
What kind of stuff do you inject into a shoulder? Um, one will be bee venom, uh, which is... Bee venom? Yes. We try to... It's been well manufactured from the uh, uh-huh. medical companies. Uh-huh. So it's been, well, one out, one drop out of, say, 20,000. Yes. Just a teeny bit. Yes. Not straight Diluted. bee venom. Yeah, no. <laughs> that would be very, very dangerous. All right. Wow. So on that note... Uh, that that's about as exotic as I can imagine injecting diluted bee venom into my shoulders. Uh, <laughs> you don't get much more traditional medicine than that. We'll leave our shoulder functioning chapter, take up another subject next week. Jennifer, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you.